You're listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast. This episode is presented by John Jacob. Hello, Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast number 146 reports from the 2021 Ivers Academy Composer Awards at the British Museum in central London, where 10 awards are being handed out celebrating innovative composition in contemporary classical jazz and sound art. In this podcast episode, you'll hear from some of the winners backstage at the awards soon after they've collected their Ivor Novello statuette, which looks quite heavy. First, though, Julian Joseph, chair of the awards committee and fellow of the Ivor Novello Academy. I'm involved in the Ivor Novello Awards uh, in the Ivor's Academy, and they're called the Ivor's Academy Awards, um, because I was the chairman of the Composers Committee. So with a panel of composers, people from the industry, um, from all different styles of music, I say all different styles, I say uh, particularly classical, jazz, and sound art. Um, And we listened and um, had nominations of composers from those categories uh, to receive special awards for this year's Ivers Academy. What, what are the strengths that a judge for the Ivers needs? Um, well, my, uh, my simple um, idea of a person on the committee um, sitting in a position to make decisions about composers is you'll treat every composer how you'd like to be treated. So proper consideration of your music, proper consideration of what you've done in your career, where you've come from, what your history is, and the sound of your music, and um, whether it represents a certain kind of excellence in the field that you've chosen to create in, and what kind of impact it has on the community, on musicians. Um, yeah, so that, that's really the criteria that I was working from. Uh, when, I mean, I haven't judged other people's work. I only judge my own. I find that very straightforward, really. Uh, but I'm wondering what you experience when you see something that excites you. What, what, what are the elements that you see? I mean, I know that's a very difficult question to answer, but, but what is it that you see on the page or you hear that makes you go, we're backing that one? Well, there are certain practicalities, I think, to any um, decision, and that's, one, how does it make you feel? Um, What is the level of excellence in terms of if it needs to be written down and how that relates to what's produced? But ideally, just what it makes you feel, what it it really... um, pinpoints when when you listen to it does it speak of the genre does it transcend genre you know is it representative you know these are just that that's just the basic fundamentals then um, then it's just about where it appears in how it moves you and what you feel about it as you include the story of the composer as well. Well, I've, I've just enjoyed seeing different artists from different walks of music, um, understanding creativity in all its uh, arenas, people who are subtly innovative, people who are startlingly different, people who um, have just provided an amazing amalgam of work over the years and, and what that means after time. So all of that really excites me because, probably because 
I, you can't help but reflect on your own work and your own, your own interaction with the public and with music and with your peers. Why is uh, this award or these series of awards important now, do you think? What is the message that we should take away from this kind of event? The importance of, of the Ivers Academy um, as awards are just to recognize what is a very solitary um, endeavor. A composer often composes on their own. It's uh, something you do, you contemplate on your own, you build up a picture of what it is you'd like to do, and then you manifest it with people. Um, it can be a very lonely craft and it's very, very important to acknowledge that. It's, it's so important because our interaction with our fellow human beings is so important and uh, that's one of the things that we've learnt from being in this time of lockdowns and Covid. It's taught us how important uh, human interaction is. I really love your voice. <laughs> That's very good. I imagine that you don't normally hear that a lot. Although I notice your brother is laughing a lot, which suggests that he's heard that quite a lot as well. I'm sure your voice is good as well. The last two years have been some of the most challenging, as Graham has said, that our industry has faced. And the impacts of the global pandemic have felt very acute, have been felt very acutely by the jazz, classical, and sound arts sectors. <coughs> UK music estimates the value of the music industry in the UK fell think, by 46% in 2020, and the number of people working in our sector declined by 35%. Piazza Music saw royalties from live performances decline by nearly 80% last year. Big hit. Despite the obvious challenges, the music community is robust, and as all the nominees have proven over the last two years, even through such adversity, their innovation and creativity remain unabated. For this, we are most grateful to all of you. Sir, tell me who you are and what you do and okay. why you're here. So my name is Cleveland Watkiss. Um, I'm a composer, uh, workshop leader, um, multi-dimensional uh, 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 faceted artists um, and um, I'm here because I've won this uh, innovation award. What does it say on the label? Please? It says, Can uh, you read that? on the label it says, Ivan Novella Award, Cleveland Watkiss Innovation Award, the 8th of December 2021. What does it mean to win that? What does it mean? Wow. It means that um, I was right when I left my day job. <laughs> <laughs> what was the day job? No, I, I was actually working for the uh, British Rail as a trainee technician when I was in my early 20s. And, um, and uh, I was singing every day and I remember the, the trainee, uh, the chaplain trained me. He said, look, you know, he said, you come in every day and you're singing. He said, I think you should go and pursue your music now, you know, it's, it, do it while you're young. And I did, I didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to fight. <laughs> so, so... Um, Wow, when was so that? When this was, that? was uh, uh, this would have been 81. Wow. 81? Yeah, something like that, yeah. 81, 82, something like that, yeah. 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 And what have you won it for? For 
innovation, which I was ex- saying earlier on. Uh, well, how, how do you innovation innovate? to me is um, is really about uh, your environment and your community. I believe that it comes out of that, out of what you you surround yourself with. Um, you know, we are the, or I am the the thing or the the artist, but it's. The, the sparks come from what's around you and what you immerse yourself in. So uh, innovation is, is really about your community and about your environment. So for me, it's all, all the collaborations. I've been fortunate throughout the years to do many, many different collaborations right across the different genres of music, from improvised music to pop music to jazz operas to Indian classical stuff, um, working with Nigel Kennedy, people like... Stevie Wonder, Julian Joseph, Talvin Singh. I mean, so, so and Goldie. So, so writing and and working with all these people is, is, has been, um, you know, develops your 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 compositional skills and muscles, and um, and so as I say, innovation comes out of your environment. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm Alex Paxton, I'm a composer and improvising trombonist and um, I'm here because I uh, got nominated for some awards with three of my pieces and I won the chamber music. Contemporary music. You had to remember. Thing. You had to remember uh, what you've won. Yeah, I remember. But I was nominated in the j- two pieces in the jazz category right. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to say, actually, out of out of everything that I've got in all of the press stuff, um, I think you also should have an additional award for writing the best program note. Oh, great! Thank which you. Which was I I, 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 I think there should be. Let me just get. It. I mean, also the longest sentence, and I just I, I adore it. Can you tell me something about the piece, and then I'll tell you whether it matches my impression of it from the program note. You tell about the sometimes voices. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was written for contemporary music duo uh, two key two layers of keyboards one of them's playing synth one of them's triggering samples and there's loads of samples there's like some teletubby like samples and some erotic sounds like sound samples and some engine noise samples and some lots of voice sounds a lot of them are made by me almost all of them are made by me and um, and it's also written for a drum kit and sometimes they play duck calls and uh, kazoos and things like that. It struck me that you are someone who likes to have a lot of fun with what you're doing. I do I do like yes I do like that very much. Um, I, I prefer it when other people do as well, but if they don't, that's fine as long as I'm having fun. Um, I I really like but I, actually the I the process of writing music for me it's really important that I enjoy it and that is as sensuous to me as possible despite it you know kind of being a, a an isolated affair in in lots of ways um, and it, like outsider art you know you know all these outsider artists and it it feels like the thing that really connects all of them together. Um, you know all these obsessive paintings and bright colours is you you really get an impression that they love doing that they just love sitting on the paper and doing all the little loops and all the details and I love doing that on composing I absolutely love choosing the next note Uh, so my note my pieces have billions of notes in because I I just love that's just my favourite sensation is picking the next note Uh, what does it mean to win this award? Um, well it's really useful (laughs) 
<laughs> very honest. Uh, and I'm, I'm really grateful. It's, it's massively, on one sense, it, it, more kind of meaningfully, um, you know, inside my feelings. It's super nice that these people on the panel and this community of musicians who are here today, many of whom I love their music and massively respect who they are and what they stand for. So it's really nice to be supported by, by them as individuals. Um, and then them as the institution, this is, this is really useful. This is the useful thing <laughs> that I'm very grateful. Um, How is it useful though? Because, um, because it will help people take my work seriously, which ultimately means I'll be able to spend more time making all those note by note decisions and deciding what the next time is. So it contributes to credibility then? Uh, y- y- you don't yeah, like saying that, do you? I can <laughs> tell. I can see you processing it in your head. The most important is for it's helping me enormously facilitate the life that I want to lead. <laughs> to choosing the next note, <laughs> I want to spend as much time doing that as possible. Please. I love that. I love that idea. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I really appreciate your time. Great. My name's Caroline Crabble. I am an improvising saxophonist and occasional composer and sometimes visual artist also, but I think the first thing is the deepest. You, you clutch your award like it's a, like it's, well, oh, clearly a highly treasured thing. What does it mean to you? I don't even know. Um, it certainly means the first time I've ever received any, or even been nominated for anything. So I'm, I'm mostly, I'm, um, What's you look the word? slightly bemused. I'm, I don't know I'm, whether you're I'm, bemused. I'm, I'll try and think of the right word. I'm, <laughs> taken aback. That's not quite the right word, but that's approaching the right area. It feels, it feels nice, though, even if you are taken aback. It's a nice taken aback. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so... Because I love this piece of work also. You know, most... Not everything, but there's a just a handful of things I've done that I felt that this is you know it may not be perfect but it's the best I could do it and it it does what I wanted it to do I didn't intend I made this film for my kids I mean I made it I took the shots to show my kids you know look at Piccadilly Circus look how empty it is if I had been thinking I'm gonna make a movie I would have filmed something less sort of banal maybe than Piccadilly Circus like uh, you know, maybe the more the neighborhoods that we actually live in. But I sort of went to like the touristy spots and because they were so blatantly empty, Buckingham Palace, you know, the bridges, anything. Anyway, and then, you know, later I realized that there was something there that I could use. Oh God, I'm gesticulating. No, it's fine. <laughs> That's also great. <laughs> and, um, and then I, the only way to really grasp it, and I still don't feel I've grasped COVID, you know, the death and the, you know, also people, musicians dying and friends dying. But the only way to sort of begin to get a handle on it was to play with this. So the first half is called imitation because I just imitated every sound that I could hear on this pretty poor quality, you know, smartphone video. 
and then I took the originals away and it's just you're just left with me going on the saxophone you know the car sounds and the birds and my squeaky bicycle my like that. and then the second half I, I must thank actually um, Uncool in Switzerland and Arts Council England because they didn't mention Arts Council England but I was actually given some really welcome support from them so anyway, I did, I did that in Switzerland, the first half. And the second half, I was like going to do the same thing. Yeah, I thought, no, it doesn't work. So in the end, I, I, did the, I made the sound the opposite of what it was on the original. So I don't know, you probably heard me telling the other people already, but it's, it's using ducking, you know? So that using the original sound to duck these strips of chords on the double bass and the saxophone. And the strips are at different frequencies and the highest frequencies are matched to the lowest frequencies of the original sound. And it goes, you know, it kind of goes like that. So it's inverted in frequency. And then using the original to duck it out when there was a loud noise and bring it back in as things got quieter. So it's also inverted in, in dynamic. And um, then removing the original sound. So you just hear this, you hear it's high where it was originally low and it's absent where it was originally present. And now that I think of it, it's a sort of a metaphor. But at the time it was just a technical, a need to make this technical thing happen. But I knew it, it mattered for some reason beyond that, but I didn't know what it was. It is lovely to hear somebody describe their work and to see them clutch an award for that work. It's a, that's a nice thing to witness. Yeah, it's never happened to me before and maybe never happen again, so... That's well, well hang on to it then. I am Anna Thorvaldsdóttir and uh, I just won an award for large-scale composition, uh, my piece Catamorphosis. Um, and it's your first Ivan Novello Award, isn't it? It is, it is. It's, so, it's such an honour to be included in this. Uh, now that I live here in the UK, it's really such an honour to be here, yeah. Tell me about the, tell me about the work. So the piece was uh, commissioned by the Berlin Philharmonic and co-commissioned by the CPSO and New York Philharmonic and the Iceland Symphony. And when I initially got the commission, it was very open. And uh, I, uh, as I started to write it, I, I kind of immediately had this inspiration of our fragile relationship to our earth. So it became a big part of this piece and, uh, and then as I was in the middle of writing it things went into lockdown uh, due to our, uh, the pandemic so that became another layer in, in the kind of inspiration and in the, in the overall aura of this piece and uh, uh, which actually then ended up in being premiered by the Berlin Philharmonic with no audience, which was actually like it became a, a different aura as well, kind of a third layer. Uh, and I wasn't even there, <laughs> so you were the only person there. I wasn't. I wasn't. You weren't there. even there. No, I w worked with them remotely for this um, uh, for the rehearsals and with the Kirill Petrenko, who is amazing, the conductor. So yeah, so it became this 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 huge thing and a very different experience. But but the piece itself is about this kind of shift and pull and the energy between catastrophe and optimism and and this uh, this polar forces 
um, it's a big part of the, the structure of the piece. So have you heard it live? Have you heard? Have you now heard it live? I have now heard it live, yes, uh, with the with the Iceland Symphony, and now and now it's scheduled with the CPSO um, in a few months, and uh, and also with the New York Philharmonic. So things are uh, looking up again, but yeah. Uh, what does it mean to win this award? You know, what impact does it have on somebody like you to 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 win an award like this? It's always an encouragement, of course, and, and being nominated is wonderful. I mean, it's um, it's encouraging. It's it's you're a part of the community. It's really nice to uh, have the recognition, obviously. But I always I work really hard. You know, it's about really just uh, having the passion that you know you're working with. Um, yeah, I would say it. It it's such a such a big big honor to, to be included in this and to have this, uh, you know, to show for what you're doing, in a way. Uh, tell me who you are and what you're doing while you're here. Uh, I'm Martin Eden. I write music and I write about music. And, oh, and uh, you've just won an award. I'm desperate to find out how heavy the award is. I've never held one, can Quite. I? Do you want to? Oh, oh my. Heavier than you're That is yeah? quite heavy. You could do some real damage with that, couldn't you? Well, I'm sorry, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, that's really handy. <laughs> uh, what have you won for, please, sir? I have won for a ab- an absurdly long tuba piece called Lampades. Um, which You're describing your own work as absurdly long. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 so I, 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 I'm a, a, a university academic as well, and when, when I'm called upon in the sort of jokey way in which we, we, we introduce ourselves to prospective students and prospective parents, I, I, I normally say, say I, I write music, and uh, if I had to describe my music, it's too quiet and too long. Oh, and hopefully just the right shape. There are so many issues there that we need to unpack, but there's no time. <laughs> there? There's no time. What I will is do that in therapy. <laughs> what is the piece, please? Um, it's for solo tuba, and basically it's it consists almost entirely, in fact, entirely of of, of glissandi of of. of Short glissandi, short or long glissandi line at the very, very bottom of the range, at the very, very top of the range. Um, that uh, there, are, there are five sets of, th- of thirty minutes of them, and they get layered on top of one another. And there's also then a little bit of sine waves wiggling about, and and, and a very slightly modified recording of the malfunctioning radiator in my office. <laughs> you're really selling it. You're really selling it. Um, d- well, presumably, anyway. presumably, you're not a tuba player then. I'm not, no. <laughs> no surprise there. Because presumably that's very difficult to play. Well, I, was, maybe e- you don't care. I was expecting it to be, and then I sent it to Jack, and within moments, it seemed, a recording came back, and I went, yes, Jack, that's more or less perfect. <laughs> so, slight disappointment. I hear disappointment. Still, you've got a heavy award. Uh, what difference does some winning something like this make to you personally? Um... One of the things that I, th- I think is really great about it is I think it's really special to get to work with a performer like Jack, who, who, who as I say, every time I sent another ridiculous request, would immediately come back and say, yeah, sure, that sounds great, I'm really happy to do that. And because of, of how relatively rare it is that you have those sorts of relationships where, where, where whatever you ask, no matter how ridiculous, the performer goes, yes, I will try that for you. It's really nice to have that relationship, which which hopefully plays out in the piece a little bit. But the awards, though, what does the award mean to get that? 
but not. It's fantastic. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, oh, good oh, grief, no. No, 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 not at all. It's completely fantastic. It's got Ivan Novello's name at the bottom and everything. So it is an important thing. It's, a, it's fantastic. I mean, yeah, you know, and for me, it's, a, it's a piece of, it's, it's something to put on and the mantelpiece. It's beautiful as well, isn't it? Uh, yes. I mean, yes, it's heavy. It's, it's heavy. <laughs> it's a really lovely thing, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say that I haven't asked you? No, God, that's like at the end of a PhD vival. We, yes. always, we always ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you get your scarf? Uh, Holland Esquire. Oh, very good. Nottingham. For this evening? No. <laughs> no, no, this is what I have anyway. I did choose, I did choose it specifically for this evening. But, but it works, it's very good. I can't remember, I, 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 I did a scarf count at some point, and I can't remember what the number was, but the number was more scarves than is reasonable. Right, what would be a reasonable number? Well, my number is over 20, and that definitely isn't reasonable. I am judging you. Yeah, no, okay, no, no that's, 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 that's... Thank you very much. That's a pleasure. <laughs> I'm Sarah Anglis, and I'm a composer, um, and I write music that incorporates instruments that I build, and I'm here because I've been very kindly given an award by the Ivers Academy today. I've looked at the list of awards, and I have to say that out of all of the titles, I think I would be most, if I was to win the award, I'd be most petrified by the one that you've won, because <laughs> it's Visionary Award. Does that, how does that sit with you? I love it, because um, also it seems to be about the whole body of work, and that was very important for me, because... Um, I've been out of circulation for about a year because I had a, two really bad brushes with COVID and so I've kind of felt like I've dropped off the edge of the planet for a year and I'm sort of back, back now writing music at home and I'm thinking, am I doing this in a void? You know what I mean? Because I haven't been able to go out and so for me, it was I was just bowled over. I was really, really touched. Uh, but does it sort of... I mean, I would just feel a little bit sort of intimidated by the way in which one would have to carry oneself off <laughs> with a title like that. Well, you have to wear a cape or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you not get that? Did you not get that email? No, no. <laughs> uh, what does it... Uh, so I, I get that it's sort of recognition and it's perhaps it's reassuring, reaffirming. Uh, how, how does getting an award like this help creative people like you, do you think? I think it's... It's almost like... This one's particularly lovely because it's from your peers and it's a sort of signal that they think you're onto something of interest because as I say, you know, at the moment I'm writing long form a long form piece, two long form pieces and you know, you really do sort of disappear down your own little rabbit hole for a while and just to have people touching base with you and saying, we like what you did, you know, keep, keep at it it, 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 it kind of just bolsters you and makes you not keep second-guessing and thinking, yeah, I can trust my instincts, because when I've trusted my instincts in the past, people seem to have got it. Congratulations. Thank you. I am done with you now. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> You've been listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast presented by John Jacob. Follow Thoroughly Good on Twitter, at Thoroughly Good. Thoroughly underscore good on Instagram, and Thoroughly Good Me on Facebook. The Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast is available on any half-decent podcast platform, like Google or Amazon, or Spotify, plus some others you might not have heard of.